All right. Welcome back to From Made Arbitration. Let me start this episode off by telling Cole Billups, thank you so much for the episode last week. That guy did a great job, a really, really good job. Had a great voice for it. I listened to it on, on the route and thought he did a fantastic job. It really did. So I'm going to try to get him on again. I had a lot of great comments about that episode, and I know he was pretty stoked to do it. Uh, he's a great guy. He's helped me out a lot, and I really, really appreciated him taking his time to record that for everybody. And I think that it was extremely educational, and I appreciate him, like I said. Uh, let me thank the Illinois State Association, uh, the Illinois State Association, uh, for being so kind to me. Uh, their business agent, Mike Kariff, reached out to me about coming up and doing some training, specifically about Memphis. And he wanted me to discuss Memphis, how I was able to get those managers, the three managers, but more importantly, how are we able to get a district manager? It's the first time in history of the NELC that a district manager was removed from their position based off a joint statement file. Uh, how did we get the district manager? And so I was more than happy to do that. Uh, I'll go anywhere in the country if y'all want me to come and and talk about whatever you want me to talk about. I don't have a problem with that. And so uh, he sent me a TA uh, where National had approved me to come, and they were going. Well, all that means is is that they've approved me to come. They're going to pay my expenses, so my mileage per diem and all that stuff. They're going to pay me to come. And wouldn't you know it, that National, specifically this little boy, gets involved with that and says, hey, Corey Walton, he's not coming up there to train. Uh, we're not going to allow it, which is funny because, first off, you don't tell me what in the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> Nobody does that. So when they said this little boy was saying, we're not going to allow it, <laughs> I'm like, first off, you ain't man enough to stop me. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was funny. But anyway, uh, he's telling the business agent he's not coming. We're not going to pay for him to come. And uh, so uh, the business agent tells me, hey, look, uh, you're coming anyway. Uh, we'll do whatever we've got to do, but you're coming anyway. Well, the Illinois State Convention, this was last week, they get together, and this sweet sister gets up there and she makes a motion to pay me to come up there, uh, my expenses per diem and all that. And by unanimous vote, the, the Illinois State Association said, yes, we want him to come. We're going to pay him to come. Uh, he's a brother that's about educating his people. And so by unanimous vote, they voted to do that. I cannot express enough how much that means, really. That by unanimous vote, y'all told certain members of the NLC to kiss y'all's ass that y'all want to be educated by whoever can come up there and educate you, which is what the N and NALC means, right? National Association of Letter Carriers. Uh, so the Illinois State Association understands that more than this boy who told them I couldn't come. <laughs> uh, what's ironic is this same boy is the one that was tasked at National to come kick me out. Uh, so I don't know whether this little boy has an infatuation with me or what, <laughs> but I'm the wrong one. 
son. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I'm the wrong motherfucker to fuck with. Uh, I, I told y'all the story about what happened at National when I thought it was a little girl that had come up and a lot of people were, you know, coming up, wanting to talk to me, wanting to take pictures. I thought it was a little girl wanting to come take a picture with me and, uh, you know, had a pretty little ponytail. And, uh, so I'm thinking, well, let's, you know, how are you? Uh, and it was a guy's voice and I was like, oh shit, it's not a girl. And so, uh, he was like, can I talk to you in the back? Sure. Remember the conversation where I said, uh, he was talking about I wasn't vaccinated and I said, I got this email. And he said, I misread the email. Well, remember I told y'all I keep receipts? So I put the email up on Facebook from Aid Arbitration, the Facebook page this last week. And, and here's the email. And I'll tell it to you. You tell me if I misread it or not, like this little boy said I did. And this was from July of last year. And uh, it's a long string. I only put up four clips of it, the ones that are important. And uh, it was about me going back and forth with my vascular surgeon, sending this documentation to National. They asked for more. It's kind of like management. They keep fucking with you about your documentation. So I sent more documentation back, more doc. This needs to be clear. You know, and I'm thinking, damn, I'm dealing with management here. But anyway, uh, they finally approved for me to go out of state because of I can't get vaccinated. So I say, thank you for reaching out. Am I still prohibited from going to the national convention? That was July 15th. July 18th, they send back, hello, we'll verify and get back to you. Thank you. Same day, July 18th, a couple hours later, they send back, NALC sends back, you are able to go to the convention as long as you follow the NALC safety protocol. I'll read that again. You are able to go to the convention as long as you follow the NLC safety protocol. And I say, thank you very much. Now that's the email. So you tell me, how did I misread that? Like this, like this little boy was saying I did. Uh, so I would have just as soon you come back there and said, Hey, we don't want you here. Just do that. Just be truthful with me. You know, don't, don't be a little shit about something. Just be truthful with me. Say, Hey, Corey, you know, you got this podcast. We don't agree with it. We don't want you here. Just do that. <laughs> don't come back there and lie to me or act or try to patronize me. And I'm thinking maybe this girl's ponytail is too tight <laughs> if she's saying that to me. Uh, but unfortunately, it was a guy. Uh, and so this same guy who did that was the one who called the business saying, saying I ain't coming. Well, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm training whoever I want to train. All right? I say that because from the very beginning, all I wanted to do was educate. That's it. All I've ever wanted to do is educate. Uh, because there are too many that don't. And there are too many that won't. And so I... I'm going to fill that void for these smaller stations, even for the bigger stations, you know, for the big associations. I'm going to do that. I'm going to educate as much as I can. But if you put it upon yourself to fuck with me because of that, like this little boy does, I will make it a mission to fuck with you. So he's acting right now in his position 
I'm sure that since all the heavy lifting has been done with the contract, the elected president's going to stumble back in there probably next week and say, hey, I'm back, I'm ready. So uh, I would look for that to happen, for the elected president to stumble back in there. But this guy that's acting in that position, who's going to intentionally try to fuck with me, this is a promise I'm going to make to you on, on air. I will do everything humanly possible to make sure that you're one and done as far as your tenure, that you will no longer sit in your seat come this next election. That's a promise I'm going to make to you, is that I will do everything humanly possible to make sure that a fighter is in there, not one who has these little petty-ass little feuds with somebody, not that person. I want a fighter in that seat, in your seat, and you're not it. Uh, neither is your boss. And so I'm going to do whatever I can between now and the next election to make sure that you will be unseated. Okay. Maybe you'll win. I don't know. But there is, are those out there that are thinking about running that I will put every bit of my energy behind. Okay. I will not be on a ticket, but I will do everything short of being on a ticket to make sure you, sir, are unseated because one thing you will not do is fuck with me for training your people. Okay. Uh, there was something that came out on uh, one of the area newsletters, and, and this is uh, typical of our union, and it should be a complete embarrassment to them. But it was from this gentleman named Colin the chief retail and delivery officer. And, and this is what it states in part. This is what he states. They also returned, talking about supervisors left uh, this conference that they had. They also returned home with a challenge to improve three metrics. Timely mail distribution in accordance with their distribution uptime. Timely movement of carriers to the street within 60 minutes in the office. 90 minutes for walking routes, and a 50% reduction in stationary time. I'm going to read that again. Now, this was, this was put on paper. <laughs> they're saying the quiet part out loud now. Okay? They're, they're that bold to put this in writing. It says, they also returned, talking about supervisors, home with a challenge to improve three metrics. Timely mail distribution in accordance with their distribution uptime. Timely movement of carriers to the street. Listen to that now. Timely movement of carriers to the street like we're cattle. That's what he's referring to us as, as cattle. We're nothing more than cattle to them. Timely movement of carriers to the street within 60 minutes. So get these cattle out of the office within 60 minutes. Who cares about the, the, the office time, fixed office time, mail volumes? Uh, that shows you how damn stupid this guy is. Who cares about all these other things? Timely movement of this cattle to the street within 60 minutes. 90 minutes for walking routes, which makes no sense. What, what's the difference? And a 50% reduction in stationary time. Listen to this. The results are in, and they are astonishing. Nationally, 45% of all level 22 offices have shown improvement in these indicators. The Atlantic area is currently leading with an improvement reflected in 84% of the offices. 
the, the NLC should be absolutely humiliated and embarrassed and ashamed because of that right there. Absolutely humiliated that that guy put that out there for everybody to read. What he's saying is, look, we have straight punked the city letter carrier and have straight punked the NALC. We have put in these fake-ass metrics, right? And, and the results are astonishing how these cattle have fallen in line. How long have I sat on here and talked about this hour office time? How long? Do you know when I put up that uh, the hour office time episode? Remember that with Sean Colleen had that B-team decision where we won the hour office time? Remember all the times I was talking about, hey, hour office time, it's here. Hour office time, it's here. They're putting up clocks. They're putting up this. Our office time is here. I was telling the country, our office time, pay attention to it. I put that episode last November. Last November 2022 is when I put up that episode. Begging the NLC to what? Stand the fuck up and do something about this our office time. You see why? Do you see why I was saying that? Because I know management better than they know themselves. Do you see why I did that? Now I've got an AVP telling you, look, we implemented this hour office time and it's astonishing the results. Where's the union at? How many times did I say, Where are the union? where's the union? And people called me divisive. I've got newsletters calling me divisive. My ideology is this. Listen, people, wake the fuck up and understand that I'm not here to hurt us. I'm here to educate us. I'm not here to divide us. I'm here to make us stronger. So why? So we can meet these motherfuckers head on. I've been saying that week after week after week. We got to meet these motherfuckers head on. And our union has their head so far up their fucking ass that now we've got an AVP saying the results are astonishing. We got them. We're herding them like cattle. Out of the office in 60 minutes. Low time of 22 minutes. These stationary events down by 50%. How do we do that? By bullying. By bullying the letter carrier by yelling at them on the workroom floor, by disciplining them, by showing them videos that we made, threatening them with discipline if they don't do that, by badgering the letter carrier day after day after day, disciplining letter carriers with stationary events, putting up clocks, causing the carriers undue stress. Because why? Because of metrics. What's the NLC done about it? Can anybody tell me what the NLC done, has done about it? We finally got a business agent a month or so ago to finally put out a, an email about it. I've been begging them to do that for months and months and months. Somebody do something. Listen to this pathetic attempt at an email from a business agent. Here's a, here's a business agent that just sent this out. And I want you to understand that when you hear this, what I've been saying this whole time about our, our business agents, how we were basically 15 different unions. Every business agent, don't, don't allow them to come to this region. Corey's not going to go to Florida. Corey's not going to go to Kentucky. Corey's not going to go to Chicago and train. Keep everybody in their own region. Remember that individual reached out to me? Man, I got my ass chewed out because I'm supporting from aid arbitration because they say focus on your region. Here's what happens when you do that, NLC. Here's the repercussions of that. 
when you do that, when you make us 15 different unions, when you make it not the NALC, the National Association of Letter Carriers, but the RALC, the Regional Association of Letter Carriers, which is what this union is. I keep hearing people all the time, we're all the union. Everybody's the union. The only ones who believe that are us down here. National, regional, they don't believe that. It's 15 different unions. <laughs> Because they don't want anybody talking to anybody else in any regions. You keep our stuff over here. You know, let them deal with themselves. Let them deal with themselves. What have I always said? California, they need to know what's going on in Miami. They need to know what's going on in Maine, right? Oregon, they need to know what's going on in Tennessee and in Texas. Why? Because things are coming. Be ready for it. So the first time somebody hears of something, hey, we're dealing with this hour office time. What is that about? No idea, but that's what we're dealing with. Well, let's get together and see what we're going to do about it. And just in case it comes to me, here's an email that a business agent sent out. And this is what it says. Now, listen to this after all I have been doing, putting up that episode last November, long before then telling people our office time is coming. The our office time is here. This is what they're doing with this our office time. How are we going to grieve it? Listen to this. There are some new issues we have recently been made aware of that are starting to come up in this region. Let me read that again. There are some new issues we have recently been made aware of that are starting to come up in this region. This doesn't appear to be widespread. Holy fuckballs. Holy fuck. This doesn't appear to be widespread yet, but we want to make sure we address them before they do. The service in some areas have begun to suggest that carriers are relegated to one hour in the office. One of the other issues is the 22-minute load time. My office will have a branch president meeting where we will address these issues in more detail than I can in this form in just a few days. We will also be providing a grievance starter for stewards and branch officers to use to address these violations. Then he talks about the one-hour office time, talks about the 22-minute load time, does a good job of telling what's going on there. Think about that. That's what happens. This email is what happens when nobody talks to anybody. When we make it this region over here, we just keep your shit in here. Just keep the stuff in this region. When we talk about these regions, hey, don't let anybody come over here and talk to us about what's going on out there. We're going to just keep ours confined to ourselves. This is what happens when, when that does that. We are not the National Association of Letter Carriers. If we were, Ponytail Boy, rather than worrying about me, would be telling everybody, what are we doing nationally about the one-hour office time? Do you know how I know he's not doing that? Because of this email right here. That's how I know. Ponytail Boy is worried about Corey going to talk to somebody about Memphis, about educating this, educating them on the joint statement and how we can fine-tune what we understand about the joint statement. Are we catching everything we need to catch as far as the joint statement and the associated documents with the joint statement? The, the policy on workplace harassment, the district policy, publication 552, those things that for using them correctly, we're able to get what we want. He doesn't want me to go do that. 
He's so busy, worried about Corey, that you've got an area vice president coming out there saying, hey, look here, listen to me. The results are in and they are astonishing. This one hour office time, this, the getting the carriers for these stationary events, it's astonishing what we've done to them. And what's, what's the president, the acting president of the NELC doing? He's worried about Corey Walton, said he'd let her carry from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Can y'all believe that shit? I've got an area vice president that is kicking us in the face. And you're worried about me? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We are not the National Association of Letter Carriers. Don't ever, ever message me again with this divisive bullshit. Don't, if you're thinking about it, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you ever message me, anybody, about being divisive. The National Association of Letter Carriers is crippled right now with the leaders that we have. Now, like I said, you've got some dogs up there. You do. You've got some dogs. But we got two people sitting at the top that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. You're worried about me? And, and you've got a business agent just now sending out a message saying, some things have come to our attention. It's not widespread. Really? It's not widespread? Somebody needs to get a hold of these business agents and tell them, look, whatever happens in California, if you hear it, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. If it starts spreading, then we need to be educated on that so that we're not too late, so that we don't have these magazines coming out saying the results are astonishing. The NALC has laid down and let us just trample over the city letter carrier. Too many times on these episodes, I have begged my union to do something about the hour office time. Too many times I have begged my union to do something about the hour office time. And I've got people up there combing their long hair, worried about how pretty does this look back here in this ponytail. That's all they're worried about. And now look at you. Now look how stupid you look. Worried about me. If management, and I'll say this, and I'm going to try to help us out some more here. Because the NLC is not going to do a fucking thing. If they are yelling at you, bullying you about an hour office time that's made up, if they're yelling at you, doing things to you about 22 minutes, disciplining you about these uh, load times, I'm going to file a joint statement on them. Because what does the joint statement say about all that? Making the numbers is not the excuse for the abuse of anyone, right? Making the numbers is no excuse for the abuse of anyone. Says something like that, doesn't it? Making the numbers. If you are yelling at me about getting out in an hour, if you're doing anything, clocks, coming up, uh, badgering me, belittling me about an hour, if you're out there berating me about a load time, I'm filing a joint statement on you because making the numbers, which is what you're trying to do, you got this article now from this area vice president talking about these metrics. Hey, we've sent them back from this conference. We've sent them back to accomplish these metrics. I'm going to ask for the metrics if I'm a city letter carrier. 
if I'm a shop steward and they're doing these hour office times, ask for the metrics. I want to see these metrics, how you're coming about this hour office time. What are these metrics? They cannot say they don't have them because you've got an area vice president who's put it on paper. Who's put it on paper, these metrics. Ask for the metrics. I want to see what you're, how you came up with an hour office time for everybody. It's a blanket policy, hour office time. He just said it. It's on paper now. That's how stupid this guy is. He's put it on paper. Our office time is a metric. I want these metrics. And if they don't give them to you, it's a 1731 violation. Okay? The stationary events is a metric. Didn't he say three metrics? You know what it said? They also returned home with a challenge to improve three metrics to them or with us, 60 minutes in the office and a 50% reduction in stationary time. I want to know how, how they have planned on meeting these metrics or these goals. What was their training? Let's do that. Let's ask for these metrics. Look, NLC is not going to do shit. We're just now getting business agents to say, well, it's coming to our attention in our office time. It's just coming to our attention. It's not widespread. It's coming to our attention. Motherfucker, I've been talking about this since last August. Anyway, it, it just chaps my ass. It does. It just chaps my ass that I'm on here every single week trying to educate, trying to say, hey, this is coming. Somebody do something. Somebody get involved. Somebody much higher than me get involved with this. I'm a city letter carrier in Nashville. There's nothing I can do except try to educate somebody do something from somewhere. And I've got a little pea brain talking to a business agent saying, Hey, Corey's not coming. Don't you have something better to do? Like, uh, you know, educate or have people educate us. Hey, Corey's not going to come up there and talk to y'all. I don't like him <laughs> as he swirls his little ponytail around. God help us, please. You know, this election was the lesser of the two evils, you know. Weren't going to elect the last guy. He cuckoo. You know, the other guy. Now, this one was the lesser of two evils. Um, now, this ticket had some heavyweights. Manny Peralta, Toth, Henry. You know, you got some heavyweights on this ticket now that I'd go to battle with. But, damn it. Mark my word. You're going to have the, the, the elected one come stumbling back into office this week now that all the heavy lifting is done on the contract. But I'll do everything in my power to make sure y'all don't see another term. That's a promise from me to you. I want fighters. I want fighters who fight management, who get us prepared to fight management. Who says there will be no office left behind, no station left behind, no carrier left behind. That's what I want. Somebody who's going to say, hey, we're the National Association of Letter Carriers. We're not the Regional Association of Letter Carriers. We're going to do a better job of talking to each other. What's in your region that's bothering you? Will that affect another region? If you think it might, let's educate them. Let's get something on paper so these stewards are ready for it. So that when that stuff does come in, we meet it head on. How many times have I said that? You meet these motherfuckers head on. That's how you do it. 
You get yourself prepared and educated. We got losers up at the top who are more worried about me going to trying to help somebody than getting our people educated on things that are important, like this hour office time, so that you don't have papers coming out saying the results are astonishing. How we've herded these cattle, so-called city letter carriers, whose agent, the NLC, is more worried about a single city letter carrier in Nashville than protecting the other members. I want a leader. I want a hellraiser. I want a fighter who's going to say, look here, man, whatever you've got to offer, we want it. Whatever you're doing, we want it. You're educating, thank you. We need more of it rather than being a chicken shit sitting under your desk, chewing on your hair, worried about, is he coming? What, you know, that's fucking bullshit, man. Y'all got to get yourselves a spine, a spine. We should be humiliated, humiliated at that fucking letter, that, that paper, newsletter, whatever it is. We should be humiliated because of that. We're not, we're not. All right. Stationary events. Look, we've got to do a better job at, at the investigative interview on stationary events. I'm going to read two forms of discipline that somebody sent me, okay? Two forms of discipline that somebody sent me. And here's something somebody else sent me. Uh, and I talked to him a little bit about it. But, but this goes to show you how we've not been educated from our NLC. And they said this, so our start time is getting pushed back half an hour. And I was told by the PM that it's because we don't get out of the office in an hour. Y'all hear me? So our start time is getting pushed back half hour. And I was told by the PM that it's because we don't get out of the office in an hour. Y'all see what I'm talking about? I'm going to get back on that again. I'm not, I'm not finished chewing on that. <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about? When it talks about making the numbers is not an excuse for the abuse of anyone. Isn't that what it says? Without looking at it. Isn't that what it says? Making the numbers is not an excuse for the abuse of anyone. But do you consider that abuse? Do you consider telling me that I'm not getting out in an hour so you're going to adjust my life? You're going to move my time? My start time? You're going to, you're going to adjust a work method? My time of coming in, you're going to adjust that based off of a, a fictitious metric. You don't think that's a violation of the joint statement where it says making the numbers is not an excuse for the abuse of anyone? Why wouldn't we give that a try? Your business agent don't have the guts to do that, but I mean, hell, ain't that what it means? But that's what they're doing. But you're you're worried about me, so I don't know. All right. So let's get back to <laughs> let's get back to uh, stationary events. I'm going to read two forms of discipline, okay? And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about grieving discipline, where the carrier said I was just working, and we're going to talk about grieving discipline, where the carrier went in there and acknowledged that they were doing something, whatever it was, okay? We're going we're going to beat both forms here today. One where I admitted no guilt. And one where I went in there and just fell on the sword and admitted all my guilt. Okay? So today we're going to discuss how to beat both forms. All right? 
Uh, hopefully it won't be too much longer. I-, I talked too much about that earlier, but damn it, it pissed me off. Here's uh, one form of discipline. It says, you are a city carrier currently assigned to this station. Postal policy requires you to perform your duties conscientiously and effectively. You failed to meet those responsibilities, specifically on 6-6-2023. You failed to complete all assigned mail, as well as you failed to fill out a 3996 informing management you would be over on your route. Additionally, so we've got... Uh, Two different things they're going to have to prove here, right? Don't let them just get away with all of this. If they're going to talk about all these things in here, they're going to have to prove each one. Now, if even one of them falls, we're going to say that they didn't meet just cause for this discipline, okay? So when they talk about you didn't fill out a 3996, that's a charge to me. If they talk about now we've got stationary events, you're going to have to prove both of those, all right? Uh, you put it in a charge, you're going to have to prove it. So make sure if they're going to put all of these multitudes of charges on us that we make them prove each one. All right? So you've got me with a 3996 and some kind of disposition of mail. And then it says additionally. So we're going to attack these two separately. You extended your break, taking a 14-minute break at 4700 this street, a 21-minute break at such and such street, a 12-minute break at this street, a 17-minute break at this street, and an extended lunch at this address for 42 minutes. When given an opportunity to explain the extended breaks, you refused to answer, as well as admitted that you failed to turn in a 3996. Had you had not taken extra breaks and extended your lunch, all mail could have been delivered. And they got me with 665.13, Discharge of Duties, Employees are expected to discharge their assigned duties conscientiously and effectively. Then secondly, 667.15 loitering. Now, they did not put in there my requirement to put in a 3996. So I'm going to say that by you not putting in any provision of a requirement to turn in a 3996, I cannot be found guilty of that. The only thing you put down is 665.13. And 667.15, nothing about reporting requirements was put down on this letter of warning. So I'm going to say there is no requirement. That's exactly what I would tell an arbitrator. Mr. Arbitrator, there is no requirement that I'm, a, that I'm supposed to turn in a 3996. And he's going to laugh at me. He's going to be like, well, damn, you're right. Because this is the charge. It's no different than a charge in court. Right, So if you're going to tell me that I'm violating some kind of postal policy, you know what it says? Postal policy requires you to perform your duties consciously and effectively. Okay, Where does it state that I'm supposed to turn in a 3996 for anything? Reporting requirements? Is there anything in the M39? I'm not doing their job for them. But this here doesn't say anything about my uh, responsibility of a 3996. So I'm going to make that contention, and I'm not going to defend it in any more than that. The letter of charges does not identify any handbook provision or manual that requires me to turn in a 3996. Okay? Don't do their work for them and start contending all this bullshit about reporting requirements. Don't do that. Don't do their job for them. I'm simply stating in my contentions, the letter of charges has no contractual provision stating a requirement to turn in a 3996. 
Is there a rule? What's the rule? There's not one sided. There's not a rule sided that I have to turn in a 3996 on this letter of charges. Right? Is there rules? The employer aware of the rule? Okay? Don't do their homework form. Do not get into M41 reporting requirements. Do not put that in your contentions. Don't do it. I'm going to simply state what I just said. The letter of charges has no provision of any handbook or manual that requires the city letter carrier to turn in a 3996. And that is my contention for that first charge, right? Additionally, talks about the stationary events. In the investigative interview shop stewards, you need to ask when they say you took a 40-minute break at this street, ask them to prove it. In the investigative interview, First off, the carrier shouldn't be answered. They should be saying, I'm working. Don't say I'm delivering. Don't say I'm doing anything. I'm working. I'm working. What were you doing at this address? Working. If they continue on, well, this right here says, stewards, get involved. And say, hey, they answered the question. They said they're working. Well, they need to tell me they're doing something. They did. They told you they were working. Shop stewards, do your job in that investigative interview. If they say you're spending a 14-minute break at this address, what were you doing? And the carrier says, I was working. Do not allow management to continue on with questioning after they said working. Don't do it. Say, hey, he said he's working. That's his answer. Well, I'm showing 14 minutes. Okay, well, then you need to prove that. But he said he was working. All right? And they say... You were 21 minutes at this address. What were you doing? Working. So for 21 minutes, ho, ho, ho. He said he's working. That's the answer. Well, he needs to tell us what he's doing for 21 minutes. He just did. Working. So write that down. That's the, that's the answer I'm writing down in my notes. Working. You extended your lunch for 42 minutes. What were you doing? Working. So for 42 minutes, whoop. Working. That's the answer. That's the answer. Do not do their job for them city letter carriers in these investigative interviews. Every answer is working. Working. So for 21 minutes, I, the answer was working. Let's move on. He needs to tell me what he's in. He told you what he's doing. Working. Exactly what he's doing. Okay? Everybody understand that? I'm working. Shop stewards, do your job. Do not let management badger that grievant in there. That <laughs> the grievant. Do not let management badger that carrier in there after they say working. All right, and we're going to tell you what to do here. Then it says six six seven point one five loitering. Carriers must not loiter or stop for unnecessary conversation on their routes. Employees must not linger about cases or racks after their tours of duty have ended or report of cases or racks before their tours are scheduled to begin. They cannot prove that charge. Carriers must not loiter or stop for unnecessary conversation on their routes. They can't prove it. You know why? Because they weren't out there. They cannot prove that charge. First off, I've read the language to you over and over again, and I'm going to read it to you here again today. 134 of the M39 handbook, and this is going to be in your issue statement. I'll talk about it in a minute. But it talks about loitering. Okay? 
134.11, and I'm going to read all this to you again. And next week, I may do it again. And then the next week, I may do it yet again. Why? Because I'm the only one doing anything about this shit. 134.11. Street management is a natural extension of office management. All carriers are to be notified to expect daily supervision on the street just as they receive daily supervision in the office. For a delivery manager to fully understand and control the organization, the manager must be aware of any conditions that affect delivery anywhere within the service territory. 134.12. Accompanying carriers on the street. That means going with me on the street. Listen, everybody, this is how you're going to beat this discipline. Okay? Accompanying carriers on the street is considered an essential responsibility of management and one of the manager's most important duties. Managers should act promptly to correct improper conditions. A positive attitude must be maintained by the manager at all times. 134.13. Conservation of energy is most important and street supervision must also be directed to achieve this objective. Supervisors must not permit unauthorized deviations from the route, engine idling for excessive periods, wasteful driving habits, and unauthorized or excessive vehicle stops and moves on park and loop routes. Listen to me now because every bit that I'm fixing to read you is going to address this letter of warning. Every bit of it right here. Techniques, 134.2 techniques. 134.21. The manager must maintain an objective attitude in conducting street supervision and discharge this duty in an open and above-board manner. The manager is not to spy or use other covert techniques. This is 134.22, 134.22. The manager is not to spy or use other covert techniques. That's going to beat their discipline right there as long as your business agent has the cojones to do this. Mine didn't. Any employee infractions are to be handled in accordance with the section in the current national agreement that deal with these problems. 134.3, criteria for need. Listen to me. Certain criteria may call attention for individual street supervision. When overtime or auxiliary assistance is used frequently on a route, foot, motorized, parcel, post, collection, relay. Y'all hear me? When overtime or auxiliary assistance is used frequently on a route, foot, motorized, parcel, post, collection, or relay. When a manager receives substantial evidence of loitering. When manager receives substantial evidence of loitering. Now, what did that letter of charges say? Does anybody remember? Were y'all paying attention? 667.15, loitering. Carriers must not loiter. Or stop for unnecessary conversation on the routes? That's the charge. What does section 134.3 state? When a manager receives substantial evidence of loitering or other actions or lack of action by one or more employees or when it is considered to be in the interest of the service, the manager may accompany the carrier on the street to determine the cause or meet the carrier on the route and continue until such a time as the manager is satisfied. 
That is the requirement, folks. It is not these scanners or the scanner data or the breadcrumbs. It tells you here, this charge says loitering. What does this state? When a manager receives substantial evidence of loitering. I would ask for the substantial evidence of loitering. If they hand you the scanner data, you're going to hand in this step four I'm fixing to tell you. They will sit behind these desks and fire us based off of stationary events because of these memos. That's where all this is coming from. We will be fired and out the door if we're not educated. The NLC is not going to do it. They're not, they're too worried about Corey Walton going somewhere and educating somebody to do their fucking job. I'm going to do their fucking job for them and I'm not going to make a penny to do it. And I'm glad to do that. <laughs> I'll be glad to do that. And let my ponytail boy, we'll call him Pony Boy. <laughs> what was that on? What movie was that? The Outsiders? Is that what it was? We'll call him Pony Boy. <laughs> we'll let Pony, Pony Boy get up there and, and condition his hair. How's that? Rather than doing his fucking job. So that's what I'm going to use in my issue statement and one of my biggest contentions. Okay? One of my biggest contentions is 134.3 criteria for need. You say that I'm loitering. I need substantial evidence of loitering. And then you're going to have to go out there and see me. You know why? Because you cannot spy on me or use covert techniques. That's why. You can't do that. I've got it in writing in the M39 handbook that you can't do it. So when I say I'm working, you better have substantial evidence that I'm not. And that is by means of you going out there and watching me. I'm going to ask for the 4584 and I'm going to ask when they saw him. Did you physically see him not working? No. Did you go on the street as you're required to and take this to them? Say right here it says this. The manager may accompany the carrier on the street. Can you show me where you did this? In this letter of warning and saw him doing anything. Can you show me that? Were you accompanying him on the street? Did you accompany him on the street? No. Okay. Then what's this letter of warning for? Because right here it says, if you have substantial evidence of the lording, you got to go with him on the street. So you didn't do that? No. Okay. Thank you. This is how we're going to beat it, folks. And then you're going to have step four, M1458. M1458, okay? M1458's got to be in your contentions and it's got to be in your issue statement. Did management violate Article 19? Okay, and I'll get to the issue statement in a minute. Dear Mr. Sombrato, on several occasions I met with your representative to discuss the above captioned grievance at the fourth step of our contractual grievance procedure. The Managed Service Points MSP initiative is a national program intended to facilitate management's ability to assess and monitor city delivery route structure and consistency of delivery service. The following reflects the party's understanding of MSP. The parties agree that management will determine the number of scans on a city delivery route. Time credit will continue to be given during route count inspections and will be credited in total street time. MSP does not set performance standards either in the office or on the street. 
With current technology, MSP records of scan times are not to be used as time card data for pay purposes. MSP data may not constitute the sole basis for disciplinary action. There you go. This carry went in there, didn't answer the questions. I'm not required to because what you did was against the contract. How you saw me was against the contract. I'm not supposed to go in there and implicate myself. Okay? And that's what I'm going to say. Uh, the steward should have intervened there and say, if you've seen him doing something, show me. But if you're, if you're saying that you're going off scanner data, you can't do that. And that's what I'm going to tell them. You know, you sat at uh, such and such street for 14 minutes. Did you see him do that? Then we're not going to answer those questions because you can't do that. <laughs> you can't spire use covert techniques. So it says MSP data may not constitute the sole base of disciplinary action. This is where we're going to try to get us right here. However, it may be used by the parties in conjunction with other records to support or refute disciplinary action issued pursuant to Article 16 of the National Agreement. That's where they're going to try to get us when we acknowledge or admit in the investigative interview that, yes, I was out there, I was talking with a customer, I was playing with a dog, I accidentally fell asleep. Uh, when we answer to the positive, that's where they're going to get us in conjunction with other records to support or refute discipline. That's where they're going to get us, and I'm going to show you how we're going to beat that in a second, okay? So that's what you're going to need to beat this discipline. So my issue statement would simply be, did management violate Article 16 and 19 of the National Agreement via Section 115 of the M39 Handbook, Section 134, of the M39 handbook and M document 1458. When they issued city carrier so-and-so a letter of warning for alleged unsatisfactory work performance. And that's my issue statement. I'm putting all those things in there. I'm not going to make it two different issues. I'm going to put them all in there in the same issue. Did management violate article 16 and 19 of the National Agreement via Section 115 of the M39 Handbook, Section 134 of the M39 Handbook, and Step 4 or M Document 1458. When they issued City Carrier so-and-so a letter warning for unsatisfactory work performance on June 8, 2023. If so, what is the appropriate remedy? That's my issue statement. Then in my contentions... We're going to beat that first charge about the 3996, and I'm going to say management has not indicated any contractual provision which requires a carry to turn in a 3996 in the letter of charges. The second issue, stationary events. And they're taking they're saying extending your brakes. Remember that when I was saying, hey, they're changing the name of it from stationary events to extending your brakes, extending your street time, expanding your street time is stationary events. They're trying to be clever. We didn't say they were doing stationary events. We were saying they're expanding their street time. We are saying that they're extending their street time or extending their brakes. Same damn thing. You've got to see me to prove it. That's stationary events. In my contentions, I'm going to put in there 134, and I'm going to break it down just like I told you all to do. Most of my contentions are going to be on 134. You can't do it, period. 1458, you can't do it, period. And then when you get to the JCAM, Article 16, we're going to go to 16.1. Page 
when it says just cause principle up underneath the box? The principle that any discipline must be for just cause establishes a standard that must apply to any discipline or discharge of any employee. Simply put, the just cause provisions requires a fair and provable justification for discipline. You cannot prove your charge. You cannot prove I was not working. Why? Because you are not out there as you're required to do under section 134 of the M39 handbook. When it says, accompany me to the street or meet me on the street. There's a provable justification has to be met. You cannot prove that I was not working. Why? Because you didn't go out there. You spied on me and used covert techniques to gain the information that you used against me in this disciplinary matter. That's how you gain the information that you used against me is you spied on me and used covert techniques. Right? Hope I'm not going too fast for y'all. Here's another form of discipline. On June 3rd, you were sitting at your house not delivering mail from 10.5 to 10.23, 10.25 to 11.12, and 4.42 to 4.51 for a total of 33 minutes spent at your house not delivering mail. This 33 minutes is above and beyond the time allotted for your two 10-minute breaks and 30-minute lunch. A predisciplinary interview, your day in court privilege, was held on June 7, 2023, with you regarding consideration of disciplinary action against you. The interview afforded you an opportunity to give an explanation regarding the circumstances of the matter. You stated that you did understand ELM 665.15, shown below. You stated that you did understand that you were allotted two 10-minute breaks and a 30-minute lunch. You also acknowledged that you understood you were not to combine your breaks and lunch. When asked about your stationary events, you stated you had no answer for the excess seven minutes spent at this address, which extended your break. For the 17 minutes extended lunch at this address, which is your home address, you stated you have an issue with your feet and it's difficult to be on them that long. For the nine-minute stationary event at your home, for this thing you stated was once again because of your feet. To conclude the interview, you were asked if you had anything to add. You stated no. And so then they have a letter of warning. This is a seven-day. And they've got 665.13, discharge of duties. Employees are expected to discharge their assigned duties conscientiously and effectively. 665.15, obedience to orders. Employees must obey the instructions of their supervisors. If an employee has reason to question the propriety of a supervisor's order, the individual, you know that language. And so here we have a carry acknowledging, yes, I have problems with my feet. To me, again, I'm saying I'm working. I'm saying I'm working. So when they start talking about stationary events, shop stewards get involved. Say, now, stationary events, what are you talking about? Well, they're sitting somewhere for, you know, extended periods of time. All right, where are you getting that at? We need to see that because in the investigative interview under the just cause principles, was a thorough investigation completed, right? Was a thorough investigation completed? This is the employee's day in court. And what is he given the opportunity for? To answer to the charges being brought against him or her. This is our day in court to answer to the charges and be able to defend ourselves against the charges being brought against me. 
right? So shop stewards make sure that management is putting on the table the evidence to give and carry the opportunity to defend themselves against that. So when they say you have stationary events, let's see them. Before the carrier answers one question, let's see them. And don't let them say, why did you extend your lunch? Why did you sit somewhere for this amount of time? Why did you do this? Don't let them do that, shop stewards. That's accusatory. If they're saying, look here, now why did you take 10 minutes stationary event here? Don't let them answer that. That's accusatory. They must say, did you? Did you extend your street? Did you have a stationary event at this address for 10 minutes? I don't know. I was working. Did you? Do you remember sitting here yesterday for 15 minutes? I don't remember. I was working. Did you extend your lunch by 12 minutes yesterday? I don't know. I was working. Shop stewards, make them put the evidence on the table. That's our day in court. Say, how are you coming about this? Where are you seeing that they extended anything? Where are you seeing that at? Right here. What is that? That's this report we get. <laughs> oh, so you didn't go out there and see them? No. Write that down in your notes. We've got to be more aggressive on this, folks. We have got to be more aggressive on this. They are firing us. They are putting us out the door. The NLC is not worried about it. I am, because I don't see anybody get in trouble. I don't see the, the first carrier out of 200,000 carriers. I don't, see, I don't see one of them get any discipline based off of this bullshit here. So I'm going to do this as many times as I've got to do it. If I'm the only one doing it, then I'll be the only one damn doing it. I don't have any hair to condition myself. I can't put my hair in a ponytail. You know, a long, pretty, blonde ponytail. I can't do that. I'm bald as shit. So I'm going to spend my time that I would normally conditioning my hair and making sure it's in a nice, tight ponytail. I'm going to spend that educating y'all, okay? So make sure in that investigative interview we're not letting them give us accusatory questions or ask us accusatory questions. Why did you extend your street time? Why did you have a stationary event? Why did you extend your lunch? Why did you take four breaks? Don't let them do that. That's accusatory. Have your carrier prepared before you go in there to answer questions if it's dealing with stationary events. At this address yesterday, it shows that you were stationary for 12 minutes. Hold up. What shows? Well, this right here. Let me see what that is right there. Carrier's got an opportunity to answer that charge, right? He needs to see what he's being questioned about. He needs to see what you're using against him. Let's see what you got there. Okay. Where are you getting that from? That's from the LOC. All right. What is that showing right here? Well, this shows right here that you see this. It shows you were sitting for 12 minutes. Oh. Did you see him? No, I didn't see him. This, this right here shows it. Oh, okay. What is this called again? You're taking notes right here, folks, in your investigative interview. You're taking notes. Protect your carrier. Okay. So this came from where? You saw this on the computer? Okay. Uh, so you didn't go out there and, and see them? No. Okay. All right, so this came off of the scanner, I take it? Scanner data? Yeah, okay. All right, so what was the question again? This 10 minutes, the carrier is going to be prepared. I was working. You're working 
I was working with well, this shows you weren't doing anything. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up a second. The carrier's answer was he's working. You need to be quiet. I can get into a whole nother thing right here. <laughs> you know, we're asking him, not you. Okay. I'm going to be quiet then since you told me to be quiet. Now we got a wine garden violation, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? So have the carrier ready to answer. I'm working because you cannot prove I wasn't because you weren't out there. Now, if you say I was delivering, and they're going to say, well, you're sitting still. You're not doing anything. We're still going to get them with the spying and using covert techniques. I'd rather them say working, working. Because I'm going to be doing anything. I'm going to be doing anything. I'm working. DPS could have fallen. Parcels could have got out of whack in the back. You know, had a turn. All my parcels collapsed on each other. Put a tray of DPS, it fell. I'm not going to answer those things. I'm going to say I'm working. I'm working. Another thing is uh, it's getting hot. Summertime, you're gonna have ex- you're gonna have more uh, heat breaks. You got a lot of these managers that are telling their carriers there are no more heat breaks. That's another thing that's coming into me. Immediately file a grievance on that on Article 14. Immediately file a grievance on that on Article 14. If they're saying that, immediately. Don't let them do that to us. These metrics, they're going to be watching us on these stationary events. I'm telling you, they're going to come in here and try to cut out these extra heat breaks. They're going to try to do that. Have your carriers prepared. Take breaks as needed in this heat. I'm getting off on something else, but that's just something that came into me. Because you got some dumbass talking about these three metrics and the union not doing shit. Okay? So, but I'm saying I'm working. Okay? Now, I've got an arbitration site for you that you're going to use. In all of your cases, if we acknowledge guilt or we don't acknowledge guilt, but even if, especially if we acknowledge guilt, and that's how we're going to beat that, because under 1458, what did I say? Remember that language I said they're going to use against us? However, it may be used by the parties in conjunction with other records, to support or refute discipline, they're going to use your investigative interview to support. That's going to be there in conjunction with other records. They're going to use that investigative interview saying, hey, he acknowledged it. He acknowledged what he's doing because as soon as you acknowledge it, you're guilty. Management's job is over. So as soon as you acknowledge guilt, their job is done. It's over. Right? Here's the decision you're going to use to beat that, even if they say they're guilty. Here's what you're going to use. It's Arbitrator Wolitz. It's C32778. 32778. And her award summary says it all. Okay? We must find that management violated Article 19 of the National Agreement via the M39 Handbook when using covert techniques to spy on letter care Martin Smith on February 1st, 2016. The grievance is sustained. In remedy, we order that management to cease and desist observing carriers in violation of the M39 134.21 and 134.22. Furthermore, we find that the information gathered as a result of the observation of letter carrier Martin Smith is fruit of a poisoned tree and therefore must be deleted from all records of the Postal Service and Carrier Smith. It is hereby rendered null and void, as though it had never been collected. 
It therefore must be deleted from any disciplinary or other action taken against letter care Martin Smith and never referred to again. Bam. That's it. That's it. If I admit guilt, what they did, how they ascertained my guilt is fruit of a poison tree. When they're questioning me about stationary events based off of spying and covert techniques, that's fruit of a poison tree. Whether I admit guilt or don't admit guilt, it's fruit of a poison tree. Okay? Put this decision in your contentions and it's going to help your advocate out. That is as good a decision as you'll ever see. It's fruit of a poison tree. So I go in there and I say, well, my feet were hurting, so I took this break here. My feet, well, you're going to get disciplined for these stationary events. Now, how did we come about those stationary events? This uh, scanner data. Well, you can't do that according to 1458, okay? And section 134, you can't spire use covert takes. So, so all that data you used to find guilt, or to question me in my investigative interview, all of that data that you have is fruit of a poison tree. So my admission of guilt was based off of fruit of a poison tree. It's ill-gotten gains after we proved that what you did was fruit of a poison tree. How you ascertained that I was having stationary events. That documentation, those breadcrumbs, that's fruit of a poison tree. So my admission of guilt can no longer stand because you got my admission of guilt based off of fruit of a poison tree. It's ill-gotten gains, okay? That's how you're going to argue those disciplines where the carrier, based off of stationary events, based off of scanner data, when they acknowledge guilt, for those that do, some just are compelled to do that. They, they cannot go in there and say, I was working. They just feel like if I just tell the truth, if I just tell the truth here, I won't get in trouble. No, you just you have it right there. It's a metric on from the AVP. It's a metric about reducing uh, stationary events by 50%. How are they going to do that? By disciplining the shit out of us. That's how they're going to do it. By disciplining the shit out of us. And we got Pony Boy and Staggering Boy up there not doing shit for us down here. Not doing a damn thing. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay? We'll do it here. Because they're too worried about me. I need to get off of that. That just pissed me off, though. To not do a damn thing and get mad about somebody who's doing something. You know? So that's how I'm going to beat those disciplines. All right? If I admit guilt, put that that decision in there, three, two, seven, seven, eight. If I admit guilt, that's fruit of a poison tree. It's ill-gotten gain. You question me based off of fruit of a poison tree. Okay? That MSP data, the scanner data, that's what you used. Okay? Uh, you spied on me and used covert techniques. If I don't acknowledge guilt, I say, hey, I was working, they're going to give it to me anyway. It's provable justification. You cannot prove your charge because you didn't see me doing anything. You used scanner data, which you can't use based off of 1458 and 134 of the M39 handbook. You can't use that because it's spying and use covert techniques. So you have no provable justification because it tells you what you need to do if you think I'm loitering. 
Okay? I hope, hope all this has made sense. I hope all this has made sense. Uh, but that's how we're going to defeat stationary events. What we're going to do. Okay? So you've got Article 16, specifically, provable justification. 115 of the M39 handbook, specifically who, what, when, where, why. You can't answer those things because you weren't out there. You didn't see me doing it. Okay. You got 134 of the M39 handbook, which is the most critical. Talks about spying, using covert techniques. And then if it talks about loitering, substantial evidence of loitering, you got to accompany me on the street or meet me on the street. They've done neither. You got 1458, which is critical. A lot of people say, well, we're not talking about MSP scans. It doesn't matter. It, it applies for this, 1458, M1458. All these things will be up on this episode, okay? So that's how we're going to beat stationary events, right? Look, I'm just here trying to help as much as I can. I know people don't like me. I don't give two fucking shits about that, really. Because uh, I'm going to come on here next week and do the same damn thing. And then the next week, I'm going to do the same damn thing. Now, you can like me, don't like me. I don't give a fuck. I'm here to help my brothers and sisters in light blue. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm not here on behalf of the NLC. Those in the NLC that don't like me can kiss all my ass. I don't care about it. Uh, but you're going to have a hard time kissing my ass because you got your head so far up your own. Right? Maybe I'll pull your head out of your ass with that ponytail. <laughs> uh, hey, business agents, let's quit treating management with kid gloves, okay? Let, let's quit treating management with kid gloves. We've got this hip training, hero training, where management has intentionally falsified that training. They've intentionally falsified this training. We've got management falsifying clock rings. That is rampant right now. Stewards, pay attention to your clock rings. For some reason, nationwide, this has gone crazy right now. And anytime you got an AVP talking about metrics, uh, these are the things that we're requiring y'all to do our office time. Local management would do whatever they can to make sure that that metric is met because they want to be what? They want to be astonishing, right? They want to be astonishing. When it says nationally, 45% of all level 22 offices have shown improvements in these indicators. The Atlantic area is currently leading with an improvement reflected in 84% of the offices. They want to be at the top. Their district managers are going to say, hey, do what you got to do. We got to get up to the top. I want the AVP kissing my ass. Do what you got to do to be the top, at the top. Well, we're going to have to edit some clock rings, falsify clock rings. It doesn't matter if you falsify clock rings. You know why? Because the union doesn't care. The union doesn't care if you falsify clock rings. They don't care. Do you know how I know that? By decisions that are being sent to me. I've had a decision where a manager got caught falsifying clock rings. We caught them. Falsifying all the carriers' clock rings to show that they were out of the office in an hour, even when they weren't. And you know what happened? Nothing. No cease and desist. No nothing. Just some simple chicken shit language. Management will comply with this. Nothing about falsifying. Nothing about cease and desist falsifying. 
Nothing. I'm going to read a pre-arb right here. Now, this is where management was caught falsifying clock rings again. We, we had a previous B-team decision. They did it again. Now, here's where we're talking about treating management with kid gloves, okay? About falsifying clock rings, falsifying heat training. You, you heard the B-team decision I read a couple of weeks ago where management had no contentions, yet we, we don't even get a cease and desist. They just said, do the training, right? I think it's cease and desist 14, but nothing about falsifying. Didn't even put down falsifying. Here's a pre-arb that was just sent to me this week. As a result of our meeting at the area regional level, the above cash and grievances are resolved in the following manner. The joint file shows management was in violation of 29 U.S. Code 216, uh, 216B, see below, when they improperly changed employee clock rings. Improperly changed. In other words, they falsified them. Okay? Then it gives the language of 29 U.S.C. It says, taking the nature of the grievance and staying in accordance with the prior step B decision. The below employees listed will all receive a one-time lump sum payment of this amount minus standard deductions to ensure future compliance. You got that? They gave them a little money to ensure future compliance. Listen to this now. It is mutually agreed that this settlement is without precedence and cannot be cited in any other form except to enforce the provisions of this agreement. Y'all hear that? It is mutually agreed that this settlement is without precedence. So it doesn't set precedence. And cannot be cited in any other form except to enforce the provisions of this agreement. So management was caught falsifying clock rings, editing our clock rings against our knowledge. We caught them, have a B-team decision, a prior B-team decision. We couldn't even get a cease and desist. And you write that language on there that means these, these carriers... That can't be used against management in the future. You can't cite that decision. They'll never know. If I'm labor and you come up and say, hey, you've done this before. Where does it say that at? This pre-arb, hold up. You can't cite that. It says at the bottom, you, can't. you made this decision absolutely worthless when you did that. It's not worth the paper that's written on except paying a little bit of money. That's treating management with kid gloves. And I don't understand why we're doing that. They're falsifying clock rings. We can't get a cease and desist. We make it to where you can't use it anymore. They're falsifying clock rings. They're falsifying hero training. And we just tell them that's okay, just do it again. That's the reason management is emboldened to do that. I got sent a an impasse this week on a city carrier who falsified COP. Continuation of pay. A documentation. Now, the B-team decision for us was very good. Very good. Matter of fact, it called into question whether she did or not. Uh, I would have been very comfortable taking it to hearing. Management removed this carrier. Never been in trouble before. Never got anything uh, re even remotely resembling a falsification of anything. Management removed this carrier for that single event of falsification, removed them from, the, from their livelihood. And the business agent's office pre-arbed it to let this carrier resign, not bring her back. We didn't even fight for her, to let her resign, even though we called into question whether she falsified it or not. We agreed to let them resign. 
What in the fuck is the difference? We got one that we can prove probably didn't do what you're saying, and we agreed to let her resign. Here we've got management falsifying heat training, falsifying editing clock rings. We don't even get a cease and assist on them. We make it to where they can't even use it again. Why are we treating management with kid gloves? What are we so scared of? What? What are we doing? Why are we so terrified of these bitches in management? Why? I'm telling you this. If I was president of this union, that would end tomorrow. It would end. I would say do not ever sign another settlement saying it's not present and not citable. And when it's talking about the falsification of clock rings, when it's talking about falsification of heat training, don't you ever put my carriers at a disadvantage like that again. Ever. I will... Take up residence in your fucking office if you do that. You send that to arbitration. If management is caught falsifying clock rings, they're going to fire us on the very first time. They're going to fire a letter carrier, and I can't even get a cease and desist on these motherfuckers doing it because our business agents have their tongue so far up their ass they can't even see what they're doing. Why is that, NALC, National Association of Letter Carriers. Why are we letting our business agents office piss on our city letter carriers like that? They're firing us, folks. We're on the street for an alleged violation of falsification of some kind of documentation. They fired us, and we agreed. Let them resign. On a kind of a simple little nothing case, really. They fired us. We can't even get a cease and assist on them falsifying clock rings. What's the difference? We make it to where they can't even cite the decision in the future. What's the difference? We got management falsifying clock rings showing that we're out in office when we're not, and we can't even get a cease and assist on it. We get some mealy mouth language on management will comply with this section of the whatever. Don't even get a cease and assist on falsification of clock rings. What are we scared of, NLC? Why are we so timid? Why do we tiptoe around management hoping they don't turn around and say boo? Man, meet these sorry motherfuckers head on. That's what you do. You falsify something, motherfucker, I'll see you in arbitration. I'm going to see you in arbitration. You falsify one fucking thing on my brothers and sisters, that bitch ass is going to be in arbitration. And we can't get shit. Why? Because our union is lost at the top. We got too many motherfuckers walking around worried about Corey Walton where he's going to do their fucking job and tell their business agents, quit pissing on your people, man. God, dog. If y'all love the, the city letter care half as much as I did, that shit wouldn't be happening. Half as much as me, that shit wouldn't be happening. But we tiptoeing, man. We're tiptoeing around these motherfuckers, and they are taking us to the cleaners. The city letter care is being abused because your business agents ain't doing a fucking thing. Most of them. Most of them. It's fucking pathetic, man. It's fucking sorry-ass pathetic bullshit. So, that's my episode for this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> man, we're going to get a change at the top if I got anything to do with it. I will spend three years 
of my life making sure that we do. We need to get back to the old union of hell raisers, right? Of hell raisers that meet this shit head on. They don't sit there and worry about our hair and worry about Corey Walton and all this bullshit. They're worried about representing city letter carriers and making sure that the business agents office are talking to each other saying, Hey, I'm in California. This is happening. Be ready, Miami. Be ready, Florida. Be ready over in Maine. Be ready in New York. Be ready. Things are happening. That way, when you have a podcast that's been talking about something for six months, six months later, it'll say, this is just now coming up. We've never heard of it before. We don't know what's going on, but it looks like they're doing something like a one-hour office time or something somewhere, so we need to be ready for it. That right there is fucking pitiful. That I've been on here since November, since August. Talking about our office time. Well, this didn't just coming up. It's just not coming up here. We don't, we, hopefully we can help y'all with it. Talk to each other, business agents. When you meet, talk to each other. Get a fucking game plan. Quit being the RALC. Quit being the Regional Association of Letter Carriers. It's the National Association of Letter Carriers for a reason. Because we're brothers and sisters all across this nation. And everybody needs to be aware of what's coming. Not just this region over here. We're going to deal with it over here. The other regions, they can go to hell, fight for themselves. That's pitiful, man. That's piss poor. That's fucking pathetic because my brothers and sisters are nationwide, baby. Anywhere I go, I tell them I love them. They're my people. But these regions got to get out of that shit, man. Oh, well, this region here, we're going to protect our own. Those others, good luck to you. What's going on in your region? I can't tell you. I can't tell you what's going on in our region. Well, y'all deal with this hour office time? Oh, that's, can't, tell, can't say anything about that because this is our region here. We're going to protect our region. Good luck to y'all. That's pitiful, man. Y'all, y'all are some chicken shits. Truly. Some chicken shits. I can't wait for Bucking. I can't wait for Boston. I can't wait for Boston. I'm going to have a fucking sign on my head saying, I'm Corey Walton. Come get some. Damn, this is pitiful, man. Our union is pitiful as fuck right now at the top. Like I said, you got some fucking monsters up there that are willing to fight, but damn it. And we got some that are MIA. Don't know what the fuck they're doing. I guarantee you they're going to come stumbling back in the office next week. Watch and see. Now that all the heavy lifting is gone. Worried about me. You got another one doing fucking hopscotch with a ponytail. You know, talking about Corey, this and that. Unbelievable. Okay. That's it for this week. Next week, I'm going to talk about rollaway runaway accidents because that's a hot topic. And I'm going to get you ready to beat any and every rollaway accident that you're having to deal with because that is something going on nationwide as well. All right. So next week, pay attention. Very detailed on rollaway runaway accidents. I've dealt with numerous rollaway runaway accidents in arbitration and at my station. And so I'm going to get you ready to defeat rollaway runaway discipline. All right. That's going to be next week. It's going to be a very good episode. Okay. Look, I love y'all with all of my heart. I love y'all and I'm going to do everything in my power to protect you. I don't care who likes me and who doesn't. All right. I, I'm not trying to gain anything so they can be mad at me all they want. They're not going to shut me up. Okay. But you will not target me. And that's one thing pony boy did is targeted me. Okay, so I'm gonna make sure he gets unseated. He won't be he won't be in his seat in this next election because you targeted me. You're not gonna fuck with me. 
Okay? That's just bottom line, plain and simple. That's how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? So I'll address that. So anyway, I love y'all. Uh, have a fantastic rest of the week. That's going to help y'all with that stationary event, okay? The, the discipline, all right? I know it will. Just do your due diligence <laughs> on that, okay? Next week, uh, Rollaway Runaways, all right? I'll talk to y'all later. Have a fantastic rest of the week, uh, and I'll see y'all then.